the Masters Animal Health segment brought to you by NS Vets. Adding value through practical advice and service. No gimmicks, no potions, total vet care. Andrew Cochran from NS Vets joins us on the muster as the team from NS Vets in Riversdale are on the programme every couple of weeks. Andrew, good afternoon once again. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. As we look outside, quite a quite a nice day in store here for the south as we get through the afternoon. And there in northern Southland, we're hearing about the situation of the dry when you go a little bit further north up the road there. But down here in the south, let's be honest, we're having a good season. Yeah, look, the picture. Well, certainly a little bit cooler this morning, which we hint of autumn maybe creeping in, but um, we've had a yeah, ripper season really, haven't we? Lots of lots of grass growth um, probably causes a few other issues in terms of parasites and fly, but I think stock are generally doing pretty well. Yeah, four degrees at seven o'clock this morning, so it is that time of year, I suppose. We'll start off today, pregnancy testing, but looking at the bee side of things at the moment, that's in full swing? Yeah, we're just getting started. The dairy's definitely full swing. We... Um, uh, just getting into final scans now for the dairy guys, so we're starting to, to find out some final empty rates. Um, but in general, looking pretty good, and just getting started on some of the early beef stuff. So I just thought it was worth touching on that for just as a reminder, really, for people that um, I think more and more now are wanting some of their aged data and using that information to for wintering mobs or um, come set stocking. So if we're wanting that age data, we need to be sort of planning that now um, so that we can be scanning them nice and early and so we can get accurate age information. So as a, as a general rule, we're sort of talking six weeks after the bull was removed, we can be looking at um, some early pregnancy testing then to accurately age the pregnancies and give you an idea of estimated calving dates. What's a good tactic for people to have in a year like this if they do have excess feed? Because traditionally your dry beefies, arguably get them off to the works or move them on. Perhaps hang on to them a, bit, a little bit longer and sell them when the market's a bit hotter as such during the winter months perhaps and just get rid of that feed. What's some options? Yeah, well certainly in the, in the drier summers we've been having in autumns, we've sort of been encouraging people to wean early um, and get those calves on some good quality feed and then use the cows um, to, to tidy up some paddocks or, or if they're on um, shorter rations that there's not less of an impact on the young stock. In a year like this, there's certainly scope to be weaning later, um, keeping those cows um, with their calves until you know the more traditional time of, of April. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. It, it'll depend on, on each farm. Um, typically, people will still be weaning um, a bit earlier than then and, and getting those calves onto some really good feed, some high-quality feed, because I guess if cows are... Um, out on the hill or, or cleaning up, there's not going to be that high quality. There might be plenty of feed, but it won't be that good high quality stuff that a calf needs. Mating prep as well, we think about it. Only six, seven weeks until the rams go out for some people, which seems ludicrous when we think about it. But it likes a field days next week, a lot of ram buyers or ram, ram sellers will be there. And just that time of year to start thinking about the boys again, I suppose, palpating, etc., in full swing. Yeah, so we're certainly getting into some ram palpations now and that's certainly one step and, and worth making sure the boys are, are up to scratch. The other big one really is that uh, mind shift change into you prep. I think people are still in the full swing of, of lamb finishing and I know a lot of people are holding on to lambs and taking them through to heavier weights, so lambs are still you know, at the front of mind. But now, you know, for some people, six weeks out from, from mating, we need to really changing that focus towards making sure ewes are well and truly up to weight and condition um, and are on some decent feed as we start to move forward into a, into a flush um, in the next few weeks. But 
reminder again about vaccines every year we get phone calls and you know a week before the ram goes out and oh is it, is it too late to give my second campy i forgot or um should i forgot about my toxo so just this is a gentle reminder for people to make sure they've um put their toxo campy orders through with the vet um and just to consider minerals as well the two big minerals as i've talked about before really are uh, selenium probably on all sheep farms in Southland we need to be considering selenium one way or the other whether that's uh, through injection or, or oral supplementation or using selenium prills um, and iodine we certainly see and hear of goiter every year in lambs so we need to be thinking about iodine especially in ewes that are on brassicas over winter for an extended period anything over four weeks I think iodine certainly needs to be thought about. How common is goiter in lambs? More common than we think. We certainly hear about it more commonly than we probably expect to. Um, and I think if we weren't using flexine, we'd see a whole lot more. But uh, we are seeing it even in ewes that aren't wintered on brassicas. So I think we are deficient in our soils, and that's made worse if ewes are on brassicas over winter, so kale or sweets. You want to touch on water poisoning as well? Yeah, so this is a fairly rare thing and rare enough that a lot of your listeners probably won't have heard about it or even considered it. Um, this is the second case that I've been involved with um, sort of indirectly, I guess, just through phone calls. But it was a, it tends to happen in beef cows with calves at foot is when I've seen it because their water demand, you know, because they're still lactating is reasonably high. And it's been situations where you know, the cows haven't been checked for a few days and all of a sudden we found that the, there's a leak and there's no water and they've been without water for a few days. And the first thing a farmer's going to want to do is put them into a paddock with water and with free access to water typically. Um, and that is actually where the problems start. So they gorge themselves on water after a period of no water and that causes sort of an imbalance of the salt in their blood, causes brain swelling and death. And so we can often result in I think the most recent case was only a handful of cows died, but I, the previous one I'd been involved with was sort of 10 to 15 cows had died and only died because they've had free access to water. It's not so much the lack of water that's the problem, it's they've been given them free access. So a tricky one to manage. If you do find cows um, without water, we really need to give them water, but manage that and restrict how much they drink. So the practicalities of that aren't going to be easy, but whether we can be giving them a you know a short period at the trough and then trying to move them on and letting the next cow in, I don't know, but certainly don't give them free access. It's almost like transitioning onto winter crop. We're having to do the same with water. They haven't had it, had it for a couple of days, to be honest. Right. Yeah, it's not yep, something it's, I've really heard of. No, and it's something that I can see could easily happen with others if they're not thinking about that. So just keep that in mind. If you've noticed stock without water, we really need to be restricting how much water they get. Certainly give them some water, but um, make sure they can't gorge themselves. Andrew, the team at NS Vets, the best way to get in touch? Yep, just give us a call at the clinic. There's usually a vet around and we can have a chat. All the girls are pretty good at leaving messages for us to get back to you. Andrew Cochran of NS Vets, always great to chat. Cheers, Andy. Andrew Cochran out of NS Vets there in Riversdale. Friday afternoon, up next, we'll take a change of tact. Across the road here, Howard Clark, Advanced Agriculture. Feeling pretty.